Okay, welcome to the Tomcast. I am your host, Andy Barth, and I'd like to welcome our very special guest, Todd Robert Anderson. Welcome, Todd. Hi, hi. thanks for having me on your show. It's kind of a bummer, though, that you're having me on the show during quarantine times, because I know you uh, record out of your place, uh, Oceanside. I do. Yes, I do. I live by the beach. Yeah. And it's is that nice? Uh, it's... It's uh, pretty fantastic, actually. It's, uh, it's really good. I don't know why everyone's complaining about being stuck at home. Um, it's, it's been uh, pretty stellar. You know. Now, is, is your beach closed? The beach is officially closed. Now, uh, and actually, the, you know, people have been pretty good about it. Um, I think because Garcetti closed really early compared to a lot of other people. So when people were still really kind of scared and not like, like feeling like they had to get outside. So everyone is kind of used to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas, like Orange County and Ventura County, they closed late, and so now people are bitching about you know not being able to be on the beach. That, that being said, um, that being said, there are people still going to the beach, like not necessarily laying out during the day, but you can see people walking and bikers kind of knocking the the, uh, the barricades over and going through. So, and you're in in Playa del Rey. I am in Playa del Rey, which is not Playa Vista. You don't, you and don't it's like a, it. it's a, it's kind of the last. I've heard you describe it this way. I know it's getting built up mm-hmm. these days, but you described it to me as sort of the last classic beach community in 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 Los Angeles County, at least. Or yeah, probably it's, Southern California. It really is one of the last true beach towns left in in SoCal. Definitely in LA. Like you go up and down LA now, and it's just. I mean, it's insane how overbuilt the. Uh, you know the the beaches are um and uh and unaffordable um you know so this is like right this town is like uh kind of that last vestige of what it used to be it's still you still got to be a millionaire now if you want to buy but people can rent here like i'm not a millionaire by many many zeros and um you know i can rent here and and uh you know there's people that that have lived here a long time that that have just stayed it's a really it's like a small town feel which you just don't get in LA very often anymore now do you get i mean when the beaches were open were you getting in beach rumbles with like uh, surfer gangs well, what we tend to do is cuz we were right by the marina channel so we just you know we hurl insults across the channel at the silver strand people and they hurl insults back at us but it, you know the problem is it's a real pain in the ass to bike around the whole you know marina to get to each other so it's, it's just not worth it you know, it's not worth the fights no it's yeah. you know it's just you know who the hell wants to you know get on washington boulevard so you've never fallen in with any uh like surfer gangs who are into Sky jumping out of planes and and and, surf, and surfing giant tidal waves and whatnot. No, you know I really like my bank robbers to you know kind of have the traditional you know ski mask thing. I'm not a big dead president guy. You know the animal, no. the, you know the the pig masks or the horse. Man, I know, that's you know I like my guy my my bank robbers to be bank robbers. Don't try and be something you're not. You know that's just 
you know, focus. I, God's I see. It, yeah, it's pretty, it's kind of poser to be that way. Yeah. It's a and, little pretentious. And, and, you know, honestly, you know, you're, you're, you're stealing money to go surfing. I mean, have you ever actually seen a surfer? I mean, they, they live in like, you know, a van. <laughs> You know, like eating ramen, and that's you know, and that's okay. That's their lifestyle. That's the whole point. The point is not to need money. Right, right. I see what you're saying, but I mean, you know, you have to wax your surfboard if you want a high end surfboard. They're pretty expensive, you know. Yeah, yeah. and maybe, maybe, you, you know, what's his face, Patrick Swayze, whatever his character's name was, was dreaming of. Uh, he was dreaming of, you know, opening a surf shop or something. No, Brody wanted to, like, oh, he wanted to travel, right? Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you thought this was, hang on a sec, yeah. somebody just walked in. Oh, that's, um, that's fine. To, the, to, to my... I really thought this was the bathroom. Do, I am so sorry. Oh, that, that's okay. No, it's fine. Um, you know, if you need really to go, need just to go. go. It's okay. You know, he, just, he, just, hang just on, I'm going to give him the phones here. I really... Hi! Hey, hey it's another special guest. Colby. How are yeah, you? It's a special guest, accidentally. I'm pretty good. Yeah. yeah. You hanging in there? Oh, I'm good, man. Yeah. I'm living at the beach, so, you know, it's okay. I'm not on oh, the beach. that's pretty great. Nobody can be on the beach, but it is, uh, it's nice. Yeah, How are you holding legal. up with uh, school and all that? Oh, it's pretty great. I get to spend more time with the cats. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. <laughs> I hope. Now I get to, um, yeah, I get to clean up their um, poop every day now, cause, since wow. I live here. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, great thing. That's uh, something you're going to be able to carry with you as you move forward in your career. Yeah, I'm going to be able to say, they're going to be like, wait, why are you qualified? I'm going to be like, because I cleaned up cat poop every day during the yep. coronavirus. Exactly. So. And the, the point is to say daily so that they know you have a commitment. You know, you're there. You need cat poop. It's done. <laughs> I'm very committed. Yeah. <laughs> Good, man. Good. <laughs> All right. It was nice seeing you. Nice seeing you too, buddy. <laughs> Give me those phones back. All right, I'm going. Right. I I apologize. Isn't that classic? It's just like uh, all those reporters on the news, like reporting yeah. from home, and then their family walks in the door, and they get all mad at them. That's cute. <laughs> no, it's good to see him. You, you got a good kid. Oh, thank you. He when he heard I was you know, going to be talking to you, he's like, oh, I gotta I gotta I gotta say hi. I was like, okay, <laughs> you can say hi. Yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, now I'm recording, and my mother-in-law is here for the weekend, and, and now I, now I'm in her room. My office is <laughs> is her room, oh. so I feel now I feel kind of guilty. I'm keeping her out of her room, but you know what? It's also my office. So that, she's that's true. Deal you know, it. you know, it is it, in you know your house in the end. So yeah, it is my house. I mean, you're being very nice, to, of course, but uh, you know, you know, you know, she can she can she can sleep outside. You know, she needs to. <laughs> you got it. You got a gazebo yeah, got back this, there. We got a gazebes. Yeah. She can put yeah. a couple cushions down on the wicker yeah. and uh, get some shut eye. Yeah. Like we're, we're not in Minnesota Jeez. here. We're in Southern California. You know, deep <laughs> outside. Yeah. yeah, come on. It's it's nice out now too. It's like a thousand degrees. <laughs> oh God, is it really hot there? Yeah, it's it's been in the nineties the last few days. Ugh, wow. It got it got up to almost a hundred yesterday. It's pretty pretty nasty. Oof. Well, could be worse. Yeah. You could be getting snow. That's true. I wouldn't want to have snow. I mean, it, it it's not you know it gets a little too hot to sit outside. That's just the bummer. You know? Yeah. Because one of the one of the ways we're keeping ourselves 
you know, relatively sane is sitting in the backyard. Just yeah, chilling. Well, you got with that great garden back there. Beautiful yeah. back there. Thank you. Yeah, but uh, when it gets too hot, it's just too hot. Although sometimes I like to sit out in the boiling heat and put on Jimmy Buffett and pretend I'm tailgating. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, you're in the right county for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. I wonder if Jimmy Buffett would play at a Simi Valley a music festival. That would be cool. Because <laughs> they. Be great. They used to have these, uh, they stopped it after last year, but they had a, a it was like Cajun and Blues mm-hmm. Festival. Uh, and they would have two stages, and one stage, it really was genuinely Cajun and Blues. And the other main stage is sort of little artistic license, I guess, in the booking. Mm-hmm. Like the last year, uh, you know, I saw um, Eddie, Eddie Money played there. <laughs> One year. Okay. I don't know how's that. That's not blues or Cajun music, but okay. Nope. Um, and then who was it? There was like a. It wasn't Flock of Seagull. Oh, it was Ambrosia. Ambrosia. You know Ambrosia? I know the name. Yeah, I can't it, think of a song. The, the their big hit is "You're the Biggest Part of Me." You know, <laughs> you're the biggest part of me. Uh, something like that. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, it's full on yacht rock. I don't think that's blues or Cajun music, but you know, no. okay. it'll make you and sad. Then you, and then you keep, yeah, yeah, sure. Ambrosia makes you sad, but in a romantic way, you know. Yeah, it's it's about love. It's about love. It's about and, love and 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 docking, you know, boats. That's what Yacht Rock is. And being kind of a loser. (laughs) (laughs) It's somehow trying to make being a drunk acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) A jackass with a boat uh, who can't keep a relationship together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's... uh, that's So do you... Go ahead. I was just going to ask how many boats you have. I mean, you live by uh, the beach, by a canal. You must have a lot of boats. Uh, I I don't, but I have one. I have I have a single boat. That's, what uh, is what kind of boat? It's a it's a uh, it's a nine footer uh, with a a nine foot couple of a uh, couple of seats in it, and uh, it's oar powered. <laughs> so it's a rowboat. Well, it's a it's it's a it's not quite a rowboat. It's not quite a canoe. It's something in between. Do you? <laughs> Do you? It's not a rowboat or a canoe. It's in between. Yes. That's weird. What it, I can't picture what that would be. It's a kayak. Uh, do you? It's a kayak. I see. I was gonna say, is it a dinghy? But it's a kayak. I gotta be honest. I, I would love to have a dinghy. I, I really would. That'd be cool. The, the you could take the dinghy out. Yeah. No. The the kayak you, is great, but the problem with a kayak, a sea kayak, is you're out on it like you're not in like you normally like a normal river kayak is where you sit in it and it's all stable like mm-hmm. you're actually up on this thing so it's very unstable oh, on top of it yeah like it has is that what is that what not, magnum is is that what magnum had in yeah. Magnum pi is that yeah. what yeah where you know oh. you're kind of sitting in an open cockpit kind of thing and uh and and uh, getting in and out of it is um uh not graceful i would say is a good way to put it and, uh, right. you know, I'm not doing it, you know, in a, um, a hidden cove or, you know, uh, on, on some sort of inlet. I'm doing it uh, 
on a major uh, biking thoroughfare uh, <laughs> by a bridge so, where a thousand people so, stand and look. So every so I've literally gotten people. applause as I've gotten in and out of the <laughs> You've gathered crowds yes. to watch you try and mount a sea kayak? Yes. That's pretty great. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, uh, it's a little humbling. Yeah, it sounds humbling. That sounds but humbling. It's something I don't have to worry about. I'm in a landlocked area. There's no, there's no, no kayaking no. on the L.A. River. They don't. No, you have that not uh, water. Frankly, didn't you? Have, you have that little uh, like that river down at the end of your your hill, don't you? Yeah the uh, the Arroyo Greenway there. Yes, it, which is just a I don't know if it's part of the L.A. River. or you know, a tributary trip. Is that what you call those things? The extra, the little streams that go into the bigger ones. Uh, I don't know, but there, there are waterfowl, but there's not a lot of water. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, sorry. My dog just decided she wanted to come in. Uh, um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think that's more of a, a wash, you know, like a little making sure yeah, where, wash. You know, the water has a place to go. Uh, in the the very few times that it actually rains out here, it's great uh, to go along the Royal Greenway right now in Simi Valley and see uh, all the people walking along mm. the Greenway with mm-hmm. no masks and and kind of clumping together and passing yeah, by each other very closely. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, the, the non-social distancing, no mask wearing um, people that are absolutely not going to get sick. So, uh, yeah, no, I like no, to see those it's, people. It's, I'm sure none of that has anything to do with the fact that Simi Valley's currently got the highest confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Ventura County. I'm sure that has nothing to do with that. No, no, no. It's, but don't worry about it. Soon, uh, you know, all that will be surpassed by Orange County when they have their, you know, beautiful hotspot. Because apparently you can't go a month without getting a beer on a porch at a restaurant. <laughs> it's it's hard if you can't get a beer in a, at a porch. I, a I know. I mean, who, who's going to read your, your T-shirt about your motorcycle? I mean, it's, you know, it would. <laughs> you can only look at the mirror so many times. You need to get that information out. Uh, yeah, you got to get out of the house. You got to well, spread the word mm-hmm. and your saliva. You are around. a Harley Davidson driver. It's nice to know. You know it's important information. <laughs> Very, well, well done. Yeah, well, there's a lot of those uh, out here, too. You know, there's... Uh, well, all you have to do is go to a dive bar in Simi Valley. Obviously, you can't right now. Yeah. Um, there aren't very many, but I biked by all of them and took photos of the different signs on their doors explaining mm-hmm. why they were closed temporarily. And it was interesting, like, how the difference. Like, one, one, it was, you know, we love you, we're in this together, we're closed to keep you safe, to keep us safe. Nothing would make us happier than opening up again, but we have to respect you know this time and what's happening and then another one said um well we've been told that we have to close (laughs) i love that i love it no it's 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 freaking i mean it's it's tragic but it is it is just hilarious like in in, in a in the worst kind of way you know, yeah, it's, it's I guess. that whole like, like you just and you know the people that are going to do it. You know the people that 
that are going to just be the ones that are like my rights are being trampled on and I, I, I have the right to be outside without a mask in a restaurant you know and I think it really yeah. is I mean, it's I, well. We, I'm sure you've seen. All, I mean, you've seen all these memes and all that other stuff about this kind of crap. But you know, it, the thing that always that just made me so like laugh so hard was these people that have prepped their entire lives to be you know stuck under you know in a in a cave for ten years with all their guns. Like are like they can't last th- you know three weeks in their house. <laughs> they have to get outside yeah they'd all murder each other in their underground bunkers they'd never survive it it's ridiculous yeah i mean i I love a good i was gonna say what i love about these uh protesters you know i see all these photos and these protesters screaming about how you know or their rights are being infringed upon because they're being told to stay at home and in this and the same protesters are holding up Trump pent signs and I've just that's so weird to me it's like wait you're mad at the government but you're also advertising the government so you're pro-government but you're pro so what are you protesting exactly who are you protesting well I mean these these are the people that really don't it's amazing but they don't think of Trump as the government you know they and and I honestly I don't really either because you know he's such a cluster but uh, you know they they literally think he's somehow draining the swamp in their words and is not really part of the establishment Uh, and so he's not the government even though he's the president of the United States and is responsible for you know the most powerful country in the world at least for now so you know it's 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 baffling I mean it makes no no sense like zero there it, it really is delusional it's a cult you know there's nothing there. it's a cult yeah it's mass hysteria yeah, it's, yeah it is a cult-like thing yeah it's it's uh you know it's well this is a thing that's been interesting to me too um is you know i, I have a limited social media presence but you know I, I i'm on there a little bit um and um it's weird how many it's kind of like when 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 you figured out when trump got elected and you found out more about your friends and neighbors than you wanted to you know like now that this <laughs> yeah, this yeah. covid 19 is coming out it's like you're finding out again like more than you really want to know about some of these people that you consider friends you know it's yeah it's, it's mostly been inspiring but in some cases been horribly disappointing yeah yeah for the most part I, I yeah the other day I had to unfollow a bunch of people I got tired of the weird vi- pandemic trailers and excerpts you know what that is yeah. you heard about that I, I mean so, I, I've seen it I didn't follow up on it really so it's a, it's it's like a thrown together conspiracy theory documentary from you know right wing nuts and anti-vaxxers basically about uh i I guess the conspiracy i'm not sure but uh, i think it's you know a bunch of gazillionaires like bill gates people like that got together and they created the virus so then they could create the vaccine for the virus and get even richer (laughs) off of it I don't understand why Bill Gates would go through so much fucking trouble to get more money. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, no, no, it makes zero sense. No, I mean it's it is it's the same people. It is the the anti-vaxxers. It's the yeah the conspiracy theorists. You know, and and the conspiracies are just uh, the 
you know, I stopped engaging with some of them, even, you know, ones that were relatively intelligent because there's just, there's no, there's no way to prove, you know, because any proof is fake news and, but anything mm-hmm. that they prove is, you know, proof, even though it's, uh, you know, a, a doctor that, you know, lives in his parents' basement in Indiana, um, you know, right. but he's a doctor of the medicines. So he knows. <laughs> One like back in 2016, when I still would have debates with uh, cons on Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. when Trump was about to be elected, and I was yep. beside myself that it was even happening, uh, and I would get in arguments, and it would always get nasty because these online types can be very nasty but I had this one guy I, I was like none of what you're saying makes any reasonable sense it's crazy and then he started just I have PhDs I, and he started listing <laughs> all this continuing education he's accomplished and I'm like then I, I don't give a shit <laughs> like you're, you can have all the education in the world and still lack common sense which you do yeah. you lack common sense yeah. you're, not, you're not making any sense because your whole thing is you just want to own people, which is one of the most ironic things that I can think of, or maybe not ironic for Americans, but it's like that's what conservatives want to do is they want to own the liberals Yeah. because we won the Civil War. Well, yeah, they, they, they really they miss owning people. You know, they do. It's, it's, uh, it's a long shot. You're right there, you know. Yeah, but like none of them were alive w- when the people were owned. Why do they? Why do they miss something they never had? Yeah, but it's part of their uh, their heritage. You know, they they they're cultural, deep, rich heritage that they have in their <laughs> of being monsters. Yes, <laughs> of being of being just the worst kind of people in in the world. You know, so you know, in order to you know move there so they don't lose this deep rich cultural heritage that they have they have to continue to be assholes at all times right yeah yeah i guess that's true it's sort of i mean how else are they going to pass that on to their kids to become horrible terrible awful fucking people i don't i don't know how they will i I don't don't, i really don't well it's Uh, all right other kids are going to die from diseases anyways they're all going to die from the COVID because they're going to protest marches with no masks on. Because <laughs> yeah. their president and vice president keeps saying, ah, I don't need to wear a mask. It's fine. How is he not dead? I mean, look, I, I'm not, I don't wish death on, on people. I really don't. But I, I'm just kind of shocked that he hasn't died yet of something. You know, it, it's just. Did you hear that his food handler? The guy yeah. who gives him his food three times a day. Yeah, he he's positive for COVID nineteen. Yeah, you his mean food uh, yeah Joey over at the uh, McDonald's drive-through, right? <laughs> yeah, he gets he gets it all from Joey at McDonald's. Just brings him fucking pallets of Big Macs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sometimes he'll give give some of it to Olympic athletes, but usually it's all for him. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have no idea how he's how he's alive. Like I just, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, okay, you made a you made a deal with something somewhere along the line that's just going to somehow keep you alive despite the just truly yeah. nature of your lifestyle and your and your convictions. 
maybe it's like, did you ever see the movie um, the the Fifth Element? Yes. Yeah. By uh, Luc Besson, another alleged rapist guy. But anyway, <laughs> it's just it's nothing I can do. But it's it's Gary Oldman. You know, there's this giant uh, black ball in mm-hmm. space. Yep. And it, it it seems like it's a giant black ball of evil that's headed for Earth or wherever, and will kill everybody. And uh, Gary Oldman's possessed by it, you mm-hmm. know. So so when he like cries, he cries like black tears. Yeah, and like when he gets maybe he that's something wrong, like he comes out of his forehead. Yeah, he sweats black yeah. black sweat and everything. Yep. So so maybe that's what's in that's what keeps like these types of evil dudes going because they have because it does seem like he doesn't look healthy um he seems unhinged like all of these things together should have led to some sort of coronary at least yeah um if not spontaneous combustion um and i i so it must be i think you're right i don't know if you know about I don't know how it works. I don't know how you sell your soul, become evil, or maybe yeah. you're just born with the black goo in you. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a conspiracy person, but, uh, you know, that that's probably the closest I would come to that kind of thinking is, is like how, you know, the, the, the path that this idiot has taken to get to where he is, is, is just, just riddled with, you know, all these things that should have stopped him and didn't. And so it's it's uh, yeah. it's uh, and then to have a third of the country worship him is just you know beyond beyond the pale really. Yeah, and it's it, it's uh, upsetting, and it, equally as upsetting to me is the fact that you know the 2016 election and what will happen in 2020, as far as I can tell, is it's gonna be so close again. Yeah, it it's is. gonna be so close, and mm-hmm. and I know that there's. I know that there's uh, gerrymandering and, and voter suppression and meddling and all that stuff that can screw up the vote, but it still seems like more people should just be going out and voting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like have, in the, there's no reason not to. And in the pri- like in the primaries, I thought like this would be crazy. There would be s- such a massive amount of people voting in the primaries because you had Sanders base that was all cooked up and they were saying we we're going to get all the young people out to to vote and they they didn't and that yeah. that's terrifying to me like why are why why didn't the young people come out and vote for bernie why that yeah. would have been awesome but they didn't um and like biden was at the not at the bottom of the list of the can candidates from the get-go for me but he was close yeah yeah and the fact that we've wound up with him is just, I don't understand it. Like all the centrist Democrats we could have gone with before are so much more interesting, you know, and, or, or the progressive candidates would have been more interesting. I just, I don't get it. I don't get, I don't I, get it. Look, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, Biden's not an inspiring leader, which is disappointing. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely a flawed person, which is, you know, to be expected. I mean, any politician's going to be a little crazy. Um, sorry, my dog's... Well, and everybody's flawed, but yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, you got to be want to be a politician. You have to have a certain uh, kind of mean streak and a, and a, and a kind of a, a nessus. Like, you want everyone looking at you and you want to, you know, have a certain power. And so the natural, I think, human 
a person that wants that kind of thing is you know not necessarily the people person you want representing other people but you know yeah. unfortunately i think the job kind of brings those people to that so but it requires said, a I, certain I narcissism yeah 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 totally i, I just said um, it, yeah i just i wish yeah i wish we had gotten someone else but um you know look uh, biden biden is is kind of uh, Trumpian in a way in the sense of he is just kind of losing his mind and he's a little wandery and stuff but he's on the side of like letting people that know what the hell they are doing do their job as opposed to Trump who thinks he's wandery and doesn't know what he's doing and is forgetful um, uh, but still thinks he knows better than everybody else in the world you know and I'd rather well, there's no doubt that, you know yeah there's no doubt in my mind that Biden will be a thousand times the president that trump does if he gets elected i i I guess like my main thing and and people often you know will get mad at me if i'm negative about biden because now it's like if you're not 100 percent on this biden train then you're then it's like a vote for trump or something like that and for me it's not i mean i I, i'm critical of everybody i've been critical of sanders i've been critical of Mm -hmm. warren i've been critical of biden i I was critical of harris and klobuchar there wasn't a, a single person i wasn't critical of um, my my biggest problem with Biden right now is I just think he's running a lousy campaign, and because it comes down to such a small number of these swing votes back and forth, like it, he's got to do better. Because <laughs> if yeah, it's coming no, down does. to that again, he's got to do better. Yeah, no, if it comes he, down he is up to against like the call. Three, three or four states that uh, are you know a very small margin, and uh, you know then then Trump's going to absolutely win again. You know he needs to dominate a few of these swing states to get just the, the right because i mean trump's base is going to come out and vote so yeah yeah <laughs> you know, it's exactly be. and i think the i think the primaries prove that uh, the left isn't necessarily coming out to vote they're, they're more likely to march than they are to vote yeah yeah which is insane to me um so you know i, I I'm, I'm hopeful that um you know as we get closer and as this kind of craziness you know, has proven Trump to be just how incompetent he is. I'm hoping that maybe some of these people that, you know, would shrug their shoulders or just casually vote Republican because they're casual Republicans will, um, you know, will change their vote or, or at least stay away from voting for Trump. And, and, you know, maybe some of these kids that have been now stuck in their homes because of the complete lack of response by the federal government, um, you know, will, will, will be annoyed enough that uh, you know that they haven't been able to do a Tinder or a Grinder that they can uh, you know they'll actually come out and vote in, in November. You know the thing about Tinder and Grinder is their numbers have been up. Like people are still people are still using that, still going out and hooking up. I mean, I see it around here all the time. I saw there's no way they they I saw two teenagers out on the street making out against a car, and I was like. There's no way they live together. <laughs> yeah, they're not quarantined. A friend of mine, his teenage son snuck out. Snuck out so he could go make out with his girlfriend. Jeez. And then he got busted. And, and my friend was so mad at his kid because that meant that now for 14 days he couldn't see his girlfriend. Yeah, totally. No, I mean, that's the thing is with this is it's that chain reaction thing. So it's not that's the thing. Like if and, and if you want to be stupid and risk your own life, 
you know, all right, I don't recommend it, but that's your, your decision, I guess. But these people that are doing these things are not risking their lives only. They're risking everybody else's lives and their parents and, you know, their grandparents and, you know, me and my wife and, you know, your child. Like, it's just, you know, it's the ultimate in selfishness. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that that now that states are opening up, which I, I, I just don't get it. Uh, and I don't get why the, our governor in California is starting to say, well, we're going to start relaxing things and opening things up. To mm-hmm. I'm like, why? That That's not what the – this is the opposite of what the medical experts are telling us to do, but we're yeah. doing it. And I think in doing that, there's a, a, a large uh, section of people who they themselves are like, oh, cool, so we're opening up back. And, and they're like doing – sort of half-assed versions of social dis like trying to figure it out but like my kid it's school you know teacher appreciation week and somebody set up a thing where you could drive by and you know you go honk your horn and say thank you teachers uh but then they set up a thing where you could leave gifts mm-hmm. and then when we drove by it was like there were five cars there was at least a like a dozen or more people all right next to each other wearing masks but that's not enough i mean they were all jammed together yeah putting gifts for teachers into the planners in front of i was like what is happening why are you guys doing this this is an unnecessary risk yeah it it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense and and you can send like there's like bring gift certificates to the east coast pizza company i'm like well you can just email that you don't need to drop a physical thing you can there's you can get gift certificates online yep. or just, you know what? They're teachers. Why not not get them gifts? Just give them money. <laughs> just send I, them money. I I, uh, I mean, I agree. I think one of the things that a lot of people have learned is just how much to do, um, you know, which, I mean, you're familiar with. But, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's it, it, I hate the mentality of, you're right. I mean, the mentality of this easing thing is going to bleed into people's everyday existence and that's gonna that's gonna be a problem you know i can see it now like where we live we have a a park right out front and that's where we walk our dog and uh you know the first few weeks everybody had a mask on everybody was socially distanced and and now uh we my wife and i are one of the few that wear masks and people have them but they have them tucked under their chin or in their hand and uh oh yeah you know, you see, you know, groups of friends just hanging out, you know, sitting on. Now, they're distanced from other people, but they're definitely not quarantined together. And they're all hanging out on a, you know, a blanket, uh, you know, sharing food and drink and, you know, um, you know, so it's you can see the, the kind of the, the quarantine fatigue, um, you know, starting to make people uh, less cautious. And, and, you know, and we're going to see a second wave and it's going to probably be bigger than the first one, you know, and then we're all going to have to go back in again, you know, and it's just, you know. Yeah, and it's going to take and then it'll take longer and it's yeah. going to be worse. And it's going to be I mean, I just found out Governor, Governor Newsom said we we're going to have a fifty four billion dollar deficit this year. We can't we, that's coming wow. off of a twenty one billion dollar positive. So that's like a seventy five billion dollar swing. It's crazy. It's yeah. so weird. It's so weird. Yeah, I mean, and how many people uh, have no idea what they're going to do when this, yeah. even this first wave of it is Totally. And, and my, my point is, like, I, I understand that people want to get started, and that's part of the reason is because of the deficit of money and all that. They want to get working and, and, and that whole thing. But 
my other my point of that is that if we have to if we have a second wave and we have to go back in that's going to double that number you know so then it's going to be a hundred and twenty five billion dollar deficit which is almost insurmountable poverty state for years so you know it's it's like i understand the the need but at the same time you need to just you know just focus for a little bit longer and and uh and then just you know let let everything work itself out and then let you know businesses that do want to open like open in a way that's safe sure yeah well, I mean, I just don't understand. We, we, we're spending so much money bailing out corporations and churches right now. Churches. And, and we've, we, we're supposed to open up all these businesses uh, and churches <laughs> because of the economy. But, but if we do and it gets worse and there's more dead people... That's that's streams of money that are gone from the economy. I, I just don't understand. It seems like getting everybody sick is not going to be good for the economy. No, it's so and maybe it's, we should. Yeah, we we should we should be staying in. We should be. I mean, look, you're you're suffering through this, you know, and and I I am not yet. I've been very lucky. Amy and I have been very lucky. Um, you know, so it's a little easy for me to be kind of, you know, try not to be self-righteous righteous about it because we're not suffering economically yet. But I work for the state, and I almost guarantee you, you know, come the new, and July 1st when the new uh, fiscal year starts, I mean, I, I would be very surprised if I have a job. You know, it's, it's you know, that, that money's going to have to come from somewhere. So, you know, I mean, I, right. I, I'm probably going to be feeling the pain later. So, you know, I, I get... I get the, the thing, but yeah, it just, it's, if we don't stop this, it's going to be so much worse. I know. I know. And it's, uh, I mean, it is history repeating itself. All you have to do is look at 1918 and yeah, the fall of the Great Depression. And I don't mean to be super, you know, negative or cynical or depressing, but I mean, it was the Great Depression that tipped you know a lot of the world into fascism and authoritarian rule sure and given that we've we're already on that path mm-hmm. i mean I, like i thought the 2016 election was one of the definitely the most important election of my lifetime and it it went horribly uh but yep. now i think that 2020 is even more important because it, it is he stays it is. in, in, office in so many than, ways than that then that's it. We're we are going to be living in a fascist country. Yeah, I mean, if he's, if he's not voted out, we need to get him out. I, I, I honestly think, more importantly, we need to flip the Senate uh, in some ways. Oh, sure. And yeah. I, I would love at to least get, get McConnell out of there. <laughs> but I almost feel like we could get the Senate. The Senate is achievable. I don't know how achievable getting Trump out is. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not giving up on it, and I, I certainly am going to fight for it. I'm going to vote, and I hope you know a lot of people that are are, are a pro-democracy vote, you know, as well. But, um, you know, I, I, that's kind of like a... I feel like there's, like we were talking about earlier, like there's three or four states that are going to decide that. I'm in a state that, you know, is very blue, and, you know, my vote will not necessarily count in, in, in that particular matter, even though, I mean, of course, I'm going to vote. But, well, whereas I feel like the Senate... Uh, we could achieve that, uh, you know, flip it over to the Democrat side. 
Um, and then if we have the House and the Senate, we can at least have the, the checks and balances you're supposed to have. And then he's truly going to have to to be an authoritarian to take the kind of power he wants to take. Whereas right now, the Senate's mm-hmm. just writing blank checks for him to, you know, do whatever the hell he wants. Um, you know, because, they, you know, like every politician, their, their main focus is getting reelected. So they don't want to piss off his base and lose their seat. Yeah, I guess. I was looking it's, at... But, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just saying I was I was looking at uh, you know the the my union sends out the the paperwork every six months or just reports on the pension and the health plan and all that and so mm-hmm. I, I was looking at my you know projected pension and I was like oh man wish I could just fast forward to that right now be nice <laughs> yeah, so, hey look I work for the state you know the- it's the same thing. It's like uh, you know, like uh, I like I almost wish I could be sixty five. <laughs> <laughs> I know, counting the days to retirement, so live on a fixed income and stop worrying about this crap. Yeah, yeah. no, I get it. I totally get it. It's like oh, I, as much as I'd hate to give up those years, it'd be nice to not have to worry about that crap. <laughs> Can I fast forward? Yeah, I mean, what well, do I got? Have the, like, it, it's going to be an interesting thing for us, you know, because we're both in the entertainment industry. So I'm, I'm kind of curious uh, what that's going to look like going forward, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've read a lot of weird things, proposals, possibilities, and it all sounds bizarre. I mean, like one of them, that like Variety did a whole article about, you know, how things will potentially work. It's like if you have a project and you cast your actors and you you assemble your crew and you get everybody together and hired and then you they all get tested mm-hmm. and then if you know assuming they're all negative then they all have to stay in quarantine for 14 days before you start the production mm-hmm. and then once the production starts then that's it. They they home and home and work, home and work. Yeah. But I mean that just sounds crazy. How do you how do you quarantine people for 14 days and monitor that? Like, how are you, you going to put everybody under like voluntary house arrest? They all have to wear something around their ankle to prove that they haven't left, and and also then there's their family that's there, and their family probably has to go places, and you have to go to a grocery store. You know, are they going to put everybody into like housing for 14 days and yeah. give them three three squares and a cot? <laughs> you know what? How is it? <laughs> is that cost effective? Well, given how cheap the studios are and how no one in Hollywood ever has any money, sorry, we can't pay you more. We don't have any money. But hey, it's art. Help us put on a show. <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you? What? Where are you getting this money? You don't have. But uh, I guess we'll see. It's so yeah. Weird. No, I, I mean, it's I, the weirdest I'm, time. I'm in a similar boat because I work in live performance. So it's it's like how the hell is that going to work? You know, like it literally in theaters, like you can't socially distance in theaters and people are laughing and clapping and crying and, you know, whatever it happens to be, you know, packed together, you know, I mean, you can do most of the other stuff you can do. The crews, you can kind of keep separate. You can keep the artists kind of separate, you know, socially distance and if they're out on the stage, as long as they're not actually interacting directly with each other, you know, but you can't do that in front of an audience. You know, it's like the audience is the, is the key measure. And, uh, I, I mean, I just, how do you do that? I don't even know. 
Well, with movie theaters, they're talking about opening them up and then they'll, you know, only seat half capacity. So people will be separated by rows. But I'm still like, I don't, I don't know. I saw Outbreak, you know, I don't. I don't know that the theater has to be packed for somebody to sneeze and that shit to float all over everybody in the theater. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not buying that either. Like, I, I mean, I don't, honestly, I think until vaccines come along and, and we get some sort of real treatment, I just think we're going to be kind of SOL as far as some of this stuff goes, you know? You know, restaurants and, and that sort of thing. There's so many weird reports, too, about vaccines. It, like, I heard some weird thing about scientists and llamas like they developing some vaccine from a llama is that did you hear anything about that i i, I didn't hear anything about that but I, I know vaccines come from like really random places sometimes yeah it was just weird it was like a llama uh, okay i mean <laughs> hey, i like llamas. i'll take it whatever you know you know it's fine you know whatever it's gotta be you gotta lick the llama's asshole and yeah fine okay <laughs> Well, maybe it'll just be the lie you let the llama spit in your face. Because don't they spit like camels? Just spit they do. in your they face, do. and then you're as long as you don't you don't have to call them daddy. Set. Then no, it's it's. <laughs> I I uh, no, I, I think you know it's well. I mean, I just saw something today actually with some poll um, that said that one in five Americans wouldn't take a vaccine if it was offered to them. Which is just an astounding that, uh, number to yeah. me. Yeah, there, that was another bunch of people that I, I blocked on Facebook. Like the anti-vaxxers. I thought, I when this happened, I thought, well, at least we won't have to hear from the anti-vaxxers for a while. But yeah. no, they're already, they're already angry about a vaccine that doesn't exist. Yes, <laughs> I know. It's, it's insane. insane. Yeah. <laughs> marching in the streets with their kids. Like, come on. Fucking... Uh, I just, I just, I, I don't know. It's our world has become so stupid. There's so many, I don't, I don't, I don't like feeling intellectually superior, but there's Mm -hmm. just so much stupid behavior and so much. And like, everybody seems to think they've like the people who are, you know, posting anti-vaxxer stuff or people who are posting, you know, those lists of, well, the flu kills this many people a year and accidents mm-hmm. in pools kill this many. And look at how many abortions happen every year. And you're worried about this many COVID-19. It's like they all think they've seen this before when they have not. No, it's completely different. Completely different. It's 100 percent different. It's a completely it's unknown like virus that we know nothing about that is <laughs> progressing incredibly fast, that is already mutated, and is killing thousands of people every day. Of all ages. It's not yeah. just old people anymore. Totally. Yeah, and that we have no vaccine for, that we have no cure for, that we don't even understand how people that are getting better are getting better. We don't know why. R- right. It, right. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's, it's, a, yeah, okay. maybe it's a rapture. Maybe it's a rapture. Yeah. Hey, maybe. <laughs> you know, if so, I guess they, they really like the old people up there. <laughs> well, they're, they're the only ones that still go to church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's like my nightmares. I'm going to, like, die and open my my eyes and see the pearly gaze. I'm just going to be like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a joke heaven. St. Pete's at the pearly gates. And you're like, really? This? No, come on. 
it's like it's not even like you know the fact that I like you know like I got to deal with like you know saying well shit sorry, but it's then I got to go into there if I get in there I got to deal with all the fucking Christers all the time. <laughs> Told you. Yeah. Told you. Like you know what? Just just yeah. take me down. You know, just take me down. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I want to go to hell. I want to hang out. Send with me down people. to hell. <laughs> <laughs> no. but that's that the part of the story awful. where they. That's the part in the uh, the story where they go. Oh, but you're already in hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Guess yeah. Your hell is being told. I told you so by Jesus people, anti-vaxxers, and conservatives <laughs> for the rest of eternity. <laughs> I, I guess you were right. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Karen, you oh. were right. I'm sorry. I just I just wanted to help my fellow man, but you were right about that yeah. nine brand thing. Yeah. Yes, I, I did not know empathy was one of the deadly sins. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> I misread that commandment. I thought it was just saying don't fuck your neighbor's wife or whatever, but... <laughs> Which actually seemed reasonable to me. I, I never did that, so yeah. I, I feel like you shouldn't have to put that in stone. You know, that's 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 a that's a posted at most. You know, that's it's like that's <laughs> just don't just don't you know, fuck don't your do neighbor's it. wife. It's easy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I have had very. I don't think I've had very many neighbors' wives who I would have wanted to fuck anyway. But yeah, it's we're not a very attractive nation generally. If it comes up, I, I still, you know, if the, you know, move next door to some hot lady, I, you know, I probably still won't have sex with the neighbor's wife. It just seems wrong. Yeah, and just, beyond wrong, it just seems complicated and messy. That's so know, much and trouble. And the older I get, the more that that's really not the driving force. You know, I, I love my wife. I'm the faithful to her, but like, like the the just it just seems so exhausting to have any kind <laughs> of like. Any kind of side chick or like other li- like, like I would be so tired dealing with that so fast. <laughs> I know when you when it's like uh, you know uh, my district we lost our uh, our representative mm-hmm. from the house because she got busted having a thruple with her husband, then husband, and like a former uh, campaign yeah like a staffer. volunteer staffer. Yeah. And they took a bunch of pictures, um, but she she. <laughs> I, I now I'm upset because I'm thinking about Katie Hill. I don't even know where I was going with that because I. She made me have that's, to vote that, again. That's oh, very very a thruple. Because a thruple is not, it's not you know casual sex. It's not like a one time threesome. That's like mm-hmm. a relationship that three people have ongoing. Yeah. With like love and emotions and complications and that sounds oh, Yeah. How do you that's, do that? It's just like one more person trying to, you know, now you're trying to find one more, you know, Netflix show that you can all watch at the same time, you know? That's like another <laughs> forty five minute conversation, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just not Actually my family my family has that because we're all movie people, so we've just worked it out that we take turns curating the night. Oh, that's cool. So if it's my night, nobody, it's my night. So I watch what I want and you can watch it or leave sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's often the case. Yeah, my, my wife and I are, are very similar in a lot of ways. We're very compatible in a lot of ways. Um, but we are not compatible in, in what we like to watch. 
Um, you know, so the very few programs that we we do like watch together are like super valuable. I mean, uh, we basically weep, you know, when when they get canceled or they run their their course. <laughs> what what are the ones that you guys like together? Well, here's something I I, I learned about myself is uh, as I've gotten older, I've become more uh, like I, I like my programming to be just kind of fun and mindless and less. And I mean, like funny, mindless, not like uh, uh, you know, reality TV mindless, you know. So like I like like, you know, the family guy and I like uh, Bob's Burgers and, you know, we watch uh, um, uh, what's his name? The, uh, the weekly HBO comedian. um Reporter. Uh, John uh, Oliver. John Oliver. Yeah, like we'll watch John Oliver. Like I like if I'm going to watch TV, I generally want to laugh, and I kind of want to not have to uh, be overly concerned about you know things going on. Whereas Amy likes uh, you know like The Handmaid's Tale, and she likes things oh, that God. are dramatic and have morality and have like you know have a, a high tension level to them. Um, so. You know, it's it's we, we just don't have a lot of uh, shows that are kind of interesting to her and interesting to me at the same time. Yeah, I'm lucky in that my wife likes the same kind of garbage I like, um, which is generally escapist fare. Mm-hmm. Um, but now uh, with the uh, pandemic and my mother-in-law is here and she's very much a, she likes drama. She likes those kind of things yeah yeah um dramas especially movies where you know it's dramatic or there's some race relation situation or you know yeah some point that it mm-hmm. overall societal point and you know not our favorite stuff so i uh, you know when she's here and we're we're choosing but we're choosing because you, you can't put on the texas chainsaw massacre with my mother-in-law around that's not fair to her yeah um, yeah <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, it's also hard to find something that... But like, the other day, I put on School Ties, <laughs> which wow. I hadn't seen since it came out in the 90s, uh, which is, you know, that's a fun... It's kind of cheesy, but it's it's a good cheesy drama, I guess, with making yeah. its point about anti-Semitism and all that. Um, and it's fun to see all those, all those actors who became famous in early roles. Yeah. Uh, but... So that that's what I wind up digging up, or like a one of the good Rocky movies, or something like that that I I can get into that she might be able to stand as well. Because if yeah. I put on, you know, Bad Boys for Life, there's a lot of harumphing that happens on the <laughs> other end of the couch. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, yeah, it's weird. Like I just I won't. I'll go into the other room if Amy's watching one of those, you know, kind of things. Um, you know, sometimes we find something that she likes that we both like. We actually, she was watching this show. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Anne with an E. It's a kind of a take on Anne of Green Gables. Oh, I have heard of that. I think yeah. vaguely. Yeah. And it's one of those shows that she watched, loved. And, um, it's where I didn't watch it, but I would like be puttering around doing stuff and then find myself standing behind her, you know, watching it from, in the kitchen for like 20 minutes you know so like you know there are certain shows that she does like that i like but uh yeah it's and it's weird even with movies we we have a hard time finding movies that we uh we kind of agree on Mm. but Mm -hmm. but i you know it's fine you know we with all the devices there's so much 
you know, content. Yeah, you can go, you can go. And it's just a matter of, I mean, we try to pick something that everybody will watch together. The idea is it's sort of a, a, a communing element mm-hmm. of the day. Um, but I'll tell you what, if they put on a Harry Potter movie, I'm out. I got, I got to go. I, I'll go upstairs and watch Showgirls or something because I can't. <laughs> I can't watch those things. I don't, it's just not, I just can't do it. I find yeah. them so, it, it's, I, I know they're, you know, technical achievements and the stories are beloved and it's a magical world that children really, you know, uh, love and all that. And I just, it just doesn't, I don't get it. It just, it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's like the fine. Eagles. What it's I- like the cinematic equivalent of the Eagles. I understand it's good and everybody loves it and it's classic stuff and it's not for me. I just don't get it. Yeah, and you don't have to, you, you know? know. It's it's you know, I, I, I get the same way with David Bowie, you know, I you know, I recognize yeah, that yeah. the guy was a musical genius and, and he, he had an amazing career. I just I don't get into his songs very much, you know. It's it's like hey, sorry, it's just not my thing. You know, Tom Petty died and I was heartbroken. Right, that was a bad yeah. choice of words there, but I was, I was, you know, <laughs> I seriously didn't mean to do that. Uh, but I was, you know, it was really, that was like crushing to me, uh, you know, and, and David Bowie died and I was, you know, like, all right, we had an icon pass, but it wasn't like, oh, wow, you know, my, my whole musical history has been, you know, stomped on. You know, so it's just, you yeah. know, it's a matter of taste. It doesn't really matter. And I guess as we're getting older, it's becoming more evident, you know, that it really doesn't matter if, if everybody else likes it if you don't like it then screw it don't listen to it or don't watch it you know? yeah yeah it's it, it's an easy enough thing but i think my family gets irritated when i leave because they feel like i'm making some sort of political statement ab- about harry potter <laughs> or jk jk rowling because she's like a transphobe or something but that's not it i just don't i don't, I don't get the i don't get it no, into it. Uh, no, it's fine. You know, it's funny. It's uh, it used to be when, when this all started. It used to be uh, Amy would get a little annoyed when I walked away because we just we didn't have that much time together, you know. And so when we did have time together, it was important for us to be together because you know I work long hours and, and often into the night. She works long hours often very early in the morning. So you know, for Monday to right. Friday, a lot of ships you know passing through the night kind of thing. Um, but. Uh, you know, now that we've been together and we're together all the time, which is great. I have actually been, it's been great. It's been not trying at all. It's been a really wonderful experience. Um, but, you know, I can walk away from a, you know, and she's fine with it. You know, I'm like, all right, I don't want to watch this. And I'll just go into the bedroom and, you know, grab the laptop or turn on the other TV or, or read or whatever it is, you know, and she's not pissed off anymore. Cause initially it would be like, you know, it would be like a rejection of her mm-hmm. <laughs> not a rejection mm-hmm. of the, the the programming um so it's that's nice. true people do take it personally sometimes when you say you don't like something that they love yeah i remember one time i was in a limo on uh like for something new year's eve or something like that and one of my friends put on weezer back when weezer was new this is a long time mm-hmm. ago uh put on the weezer and, and it, i was listening to it it's like the hell is this? This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he got genuinely hurt as if he was, in fact, Weezer himself. I did that, you know. I was uh, like, sorry, dude. I had, like, this, like, uh, experience with our freshman year, actually, in college. And uh, it was my birthday. And I don't think, were you, you might not have been there. I don't remember. Uh, but, 
but our buddy Jack bought mm-hmm. concert tickets to uh, some show. I forget who it was. It might have been like, I don't know, All My Brothers or something like that, you know, but like a decent mm-hmm. show. And he was being super nice. Like, this is college. We didn't know nobody had any money. And he bought these tickets. Right. And we, and they, they're just not my group. Like, I don't. Again, you know, I recognize that they, you're because, not in the almonds, but but I'm not. You know, it's not my kind of music per se. And I, and here's the other thing, which is ironic, because I work in live performance. I don't like to go to concerts. Like I'm just I'm not a live performance person generally. Like as an audience right. member. Um, so this poor kid takes me out for the birthday. Like three of or four of us, and I'm like, like at the halfway point, I'm like, dude, we gotta go. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't, I don't like you, this. <laughs> yeah, because I, I want to go out, you know, hit the bars and you know, have a good time, and and we're sitting in this, and yeah. I, I and I still feel bad about that with Jack, you know, like because it was such a sweet thing for him to do, but you know, it was also like, uh, yeah, you probably should have run that by me before he gets. So yeah, I you know I get that where where people like really they don't they genuinely get hurt if you. Sometimes if you don't, yeah, like, if you don't like it, passionate about. Yeah, I remember one of the biggest feelings of relief I had after sitting through an entire musical, and I don't like musicals. I make, mm-hmm. I, I'm very open about that. I don't care for them. Uh, mm-hmm. But Hill's dad um, got tickets, like really good seats for the producers, the LA, you know, the yeah. is with like Jason Alexander and. Martin Short or something like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, playing in L.A. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go, you know. And it was like one of those things. It's like, oh, well, he bought tickets and he wants it. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was awful. It was torture. I mean, I didn't even, I don't like musicals to begin with. This musical sucks. I mean, it was terrible. I don't think The Producers is a good musical uh, at all. Um, and and this was not a very good production. Literally in the middle of it, the, the two leads broke. They lost their place in a scene, and, and then treated it as if, as if it was like a movie, and it was the take. And then they just made jokes about screwing up before they got back into the show. And really? I was like, "What? What is happening?" And they, it was like, "Isn't that cute? We screwed up." And I was like, "No, no, <laughs> this this is very expensive." And it's also, you're dragging it out even more. But at the end of the thing, like, I was like, but, you know, I was like, mm, yeah, that is, mm, so glad I got to see that. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, my, my father-in-law was like, Jesus, that was awful. And I was like, oh, thank God you thought so. Thank God you thought so. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We uh, I had been back to New York in a long time. And then recently, in the last few years, um, Amy and I have been going down after, because we go back to Massachusetts for Thanksgiving and my, a lot of my family is from New York so we go down and we stay with my aunt and uncle in Manhattan for a few days uh, and so we've been I, I was dragging my feet because I have the same thing with musicals like I, I just you know I'm not a huge fan of them um, and I don't like again I'm not a huge fan of going to live performance um, and so but we'd be going to Broadway and I will say then this is why it's surprising to me that they screwed up but again it's an LA production of this um I really actually enjoy going to see Broadway plays or musicals. It doesn't matter because they they're so like they're so perfect. Like they just there's no dead mm-hmm. time. There's no awkward 
changes. There's no, like every moment is accounted for, at least one that's been running for a little while that has a good cast. Like every moment's accounted for uh, from beginning to end. And, and I, and that's really interesting to me from my perspective as a, as a, you know, as a kind of a production director and also as, as an act, a former actor, you know, it's really interesting to see that level of polish on a live performance. Yeah. And I understand the yeah. difficulty of that, you know, and how, how much work and how much time and repetition goes into it. So, you know, I, I'm actually, I, I'm kind of switching my stance on that level of performance, you know, on that level of, of production. It still won't ask me to go see your play. So. <laughs> I'm doing a, doing a one man show. <laughs> it's about uh, my struggles with my hair during the coronavirus. Cause my hair has gotten very large and unruly and uh, it's causing me a lot of trouble. My scalp gets itchy, yep. and uh, I think the world needs to hear about it. I, I think they do too, and I think you can stretch that pretty well. <laughs> well, and <laughs> I, I know your show's wrapping up, so I just wanted to make sure I plugged my uh, one-man show uh, about my hair. <laughs> of course. Well, you know, when it's uh, when it's uh, on Broadway, we will make sure to uh, you know put something in the playbill. You know. It's called uh, it's called Ginger in the Times of Corona. It's that's a that's a beautiful name. It's it's three hours. It's three hours. That's a commitment. But uh, I, I know a large part of that is the cutting of the hair, which is going to be you know a really dramatic moment for you. So really dramatic. It's yeah. It's yeah. It's a one time only performance. Uh, that's it's, why. It's a yeah. Forty five minutes of talking with uh, an hour and fifteen minutes of haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sorry, and two hours of haircut with a fifteen-minute sweep up. You know, you gotta, you can't just yeah, you gotta clean it up after you can't. Yeah. Do, yeah, exactly. You can't leave that up for the crew. That's fucked up. There, there are there are unions and whatnot. I guess. <laughs> I, I literally in my theater have uh, in. I wrote in our our rules that they are not allowed to use mylar confetti because <laughs> one show oh, did, because it took a... us it's like six months to get this stuff. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah, confetti is the worst. Just confetti is awful, just in general. Confetti's terrible, yeah. but mylar is actually that little metal stuff. So what it does is and it, it sticks to it everything. It sticks. It creates a magnetic kind of seal on surfaces. So it, it like it took us about two hours to sweep the stage, and then like I'm not kidding, like another six months of finding it on light fixtures <laughs> and under seats and Jesus things like that. Jesus Christ! It's insane. That's awful. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. That was oh, that's it's terrible. Okay. That's you know, it's the, the life of backstage, but it is. I literally have put it in our in our rules of the theater. <laughs> yeah, well, you live and learn, right? That yeah, makes totally. sense. Yeah. And I'm sure some people were like, "What kind of fucking rule is that?" These goddamn fascists. <laughs> it's. it's a, I'm sure we're going to get some sort of protest. That we're, we are stomping <laughs> on their <laughs> rights. <laughs> Let us throw whatever kind of fucking confetti we want to throw, you bastard. First Amendment. Or Second Amendment if I'm shooting it out of a cannon. Exactly. A confetti cannon. Perfect. That's that's exactly what it is. It's a Second Amendment. The confetti cannon cannot be muted. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to I gotta go because I, I have to clean things in my house. Uh, is your show over now? Yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on. It was uh, it was great to have you. Good luck in your further endeavors uh, in your uh, in your garden and your gazebo. Oh, thank you. I li thanks. It's the gazebes no is keeping me sane.
Yeah, uh, you know, it's, right. it's got got to be something. 